Hi there, I'm Ben Mainwaring from So Very Creative. And I'm Karen Williams from Destination M Valley and East Northamptonshire Council. Wait a minute. That's right. And I'm Karen Williams from Destination N Valley and we are back with another episode in our special series of the Nen Valley Festival podcast. That's right, this year, as you hopefully worked out by now, the festival isn't happening in the way it usually does, but we're doing what we can instead to try and help all of our local businesses make their way through a challenging end to 2020. So this week on the show, I believe you're chatting with the team at the University of Northampton. Yeah, that's right. I had a great chat this week with Charlotte and Paul from the university. Uh, found out a little bit more about how businesses can engage with them for support and assistance and the kind of work they've been working on right now. Lots for us to get through then. So without further ado, we're going to turn this music down and get on with the show. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Nem Valley Festival podcast. Karen, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Lots of things going on at the moment in okay. terms of supporting business, looking at employability. So really, really exciting. So I think we've got a webinar coming up on the 4th of November, Ben. Yes, a couple of weeks to go now, yes. So looking at you know virtual events and the run-up to Christmas. And we also have a business festival coming up. So it's fair to say, busy, busy. Nice. Well, you wouldn't want it any other way, I wouldn't have thought. No. But uh, well, this week on the show, we caught up with some old friends in the form of Charlotte Patrick and Paul Smith from the University of Northampton. Yes, I've worked with Charlotte. Obviously, Charlotte used to work over at NEP, uh, the uh, local enterprise partnership from Northampton. Yes. So I've worked with her uh, quite a few, over a number of years, actually. Yeah, me too, actually. I was there at NEP for about six years. Uh, and yeah, luckily, through my work, was so very creative, actually. I've done some work with the Northampton Logistics Forum as oh, well. Great. There's a great organisation that does a lot of good work locally. And of course, Paul was part of the original Northamptonshire Growth Hub team that we worked with, setting those guys up originally a couple of years back as well. So... Uh, I didn't know that. So Charlotte and Paul both together now at the uni then? Yeah, so over recent years they've both ended up at the University of Northampton uh, through one route or another uh, and they now work in various capacities helping businesses of all shapes and sizes. I guess you wouldn't necessarily think of the university taking up this kind of role of business support. Perhaps not traditionally, no. I mean, you think of universities as being, you know, obviously seats of learning, that places that, you know, the kids go to every year. But actually, the university over recent years uh, have been a real cornerstone of the business community in the county. There's lots of big kind of ticket projects that they've been a really central part of. Um, And in addition to that, obviously, you know, they do lots of great work with the Growth Hub and the, the various forums and stuff, supporting businesses all over the county in lots of different ways. Um, and then, of course, they do all kinds of different projects linking up really the two sides of that in terms of like the um, uh, placements for getting students into universe, into to work placements, yeah. um, lots of research opportunities for businesses and, and uh, the, the, the educational departments at the university to kind of link up and work together on research projects and stuff. So, yeah, there's a whole range of things going on on a day-to-day basis. I've got to be honest, lots of which I had absolutely no idea about. Well, isn't, so isn't really amazing? useful. Because obviously... Obviously, I won't tell you how old I am, but thinking about when I was doing um, what was at university, mm-hmm. those kind of opportunities which are available now were not available then. And no. I think it's just great for students, you know, when they go on placements and they can do that research. I mean, it's a totally different world now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's amazing. I mean, I dropped my eldest son at university about three weeks ago now, which I mean, right. <laughs> was scary enough for the rest of the time horrifically and actually I I mean I'm kind of my my kid's the eldest out of all of my university friends kids to go all of my my friends kids are all much younger so I've been thoroughly enjoying making everyone feel very old (laughs) this last couple of weeks going hey guys do you remember when we met that was 20 years ago oh my god 
But yeah, no, I mean, he's up at York, actually, and, and some of the opportunities they've got up there and the facilities and stuff as well are absolutely mental. So yeah, no, the university, I think, will continue to be a really big, important part moving forward over the next couple of years. Not least now, they've got that beautiful now new facility down in Northampton to move into as well. Wow, yeah, absolutely. It is not, have you spent any time down there? Um, I've been there for a couple of meetings. Okay. And I was going to do some more this year, but obviously COVID happened. But um, right at the bottom, I don't know what they call it. Is it sort of like the engine shed? But they have a lovely little coffee shop right at, uh, behind yes. some of the main buildings. So I went there and it had only just opened, actually. Absolutely phenomenal in terms of the offer. Oh, it's nice to um, it is Yeah, lovely. it just has that lovely feel. But also walking through that lovely Beckett's Park as well. It's just a great kind of... Um, entrance into yeah. the uni I think it's wonderful no it's beautiful so before we just get into the ins and outs quick couple pieces of housekeeping from us first up don't forget you can find out all sorts of information to help our local businesses right now over on nenvalley.net forward slash business so we have things like blogs signposts to all the relevant information videos webinars and so on so lots going on that's right, and you can keep up to date with everything going on across the Nen Valley by connecting with us on our social media channels as well. Hopefully you know by now, but in case not, you can find and connect with us at at underscore Nen Valley on Twitter, at Nen Valley on Instagram, and you can find us by searching for River Nen on Facebook as well. So for now, we're going to roll our interview for this week with Charlotte Patrick and Paul Smith from the University of Northampton. Morning, Paul. How are you doing? Morning, Ben. Good Lord. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, beard's coming on then. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. My hair, I was content to let uh, grow a bit caveman for a little while. I got back up the other week, but uh, the place still isn't touching beards yet. And I'll be honest with you, I know I'm not good enough with a pair of scissors to be able to not screw it up. So I figured I'd just kind of let it go for now, you know. Morning, Charlotte. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, you guys. How are you doing? You all good at that end? Uh, I think so. I'm just trying to bribe some small assistants to be quiet. We've already had World War 522 this morning, so it's going epically well. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I had an escaped dog a few seconds ago. So listen, really appreciate your guys' uh, time this morning in, uh, in joining me. Thank you very much. So um, I wonder if uh, perhaps a good uh, logical place to start this morning would be um, perhaps for both of you to give us a quick uh, hello and introduction and, um, and perhaps tell people a little bit about the work that, uh, that you do day to day at that end. I don't know uh, which one of you perhaps wants to kick off first. Oh, ladies first, I think. Of course. Uh, right. Well, good morning, Ben. Uh, my name's Charlotte Patrick and I work at the University of Northampton. Uh, my job title is Key Sector and Knowledge Transfer Manager. Okay. It means that I basically work with businesses, meet, join them up with academics on projects such as knowledge transfer. Uh, I also run our industry-led forums and I work very closely uh, with our business support team. And we've been working on a wide range of business supports through uh, COVID recently. I can imagine. Yeah, it seems like a busy time for you guys, all told. Um, Paul, I wonder perhaps if if you wanted to jump in at that point and, uh, yeah, good. and just give us a quick hello. Yeah, good morning. Paul Smith. I, I'm a business advisor and coach with the business support team, which is the outward facing part of the university. Uh, we provide uh, information, advice and guidance, handholding, if you like, to small businesses, pre-start, startup and uh, to a certain extent, established. We're we're working directing them, both either in helping them do business planning, or signposting them to other more intensive support that may be available, both either within the university, uh, for example, through Charlotte and the various forums, or and the academics, and also uh, project funded projects which either both have direct material support and, in certain cases, financial support. So 
I'm dealing and I'm also providing the gateway function. We're providing the gateway function to a number of local authority okay. uh, sponsored projects. Okay. And obviously, um, you know, the work that the, the three of us have done in, in collaboration at various points over the years, you know, when I was at NEP together with Charlotte and stuff, um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm fairly kind of aware of, of the role that the university plays um, kind of locally. But I imagine there might be some people perhaps that are almost a little bit surprised, uh, maybe in some ways, that the university is as actively involved in those kind of business support areas and as plugged into perhaps the business networks as they are. I wonder if perhaps one of you could talk or, or perhaps both of you could talk a little bit to that wider role that the university plays as part of the business community locally well i think part of the part of my justification for a lot of what we do is building that relationship with the local businesses which ultimately give us an opportunity to employ the primary output from the university which is uh, graduates and you know academic expertise sure people who want to take businesses can take advantage of that and it builds a much stronger infrastructure within the, the town and within the county of Northamptonshire. Okay. Because I'm interesting to remember maybe five or six years ago, there was a, a fairly prominent stat locally about the university having an, an incredible employability rate um, kind of post uh, the studies, you know, in terms of being able to place um, uh, successful graduates into kind of employment. Has, is that held? And do you think that engagement with the business community locally is the crucial component of that? It has still held. And I think certainly with the activity that the university has around it, its change maker ethos, working with local businesses through business support, our knowledge transfer and actually being on the new campus in Northampton Town Centre has really helped us and also gets uh, allows our graduates to get a feel for what the business environment is in the county. Okay. And certainly there's lots of experiences that they can take part in from work placements. Uh, and also we bring a lot of businesses into our courses and I think that has really benefited both sides of it. Okay that's really interesting and obviously you you both um, kind of alluded to some of the 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 projects and schemes that you are kind of working on day-to-day supporting businesses locally. What what do some of those kind of services and offerings look like specifically? What are you kind of offering and and working with people on at the moment? Um, Well if I can start uh, we've been for the last year or two we've been uh, I can't remember how exactly how long we've been working, but there's a Southeast Midlands startup program, okay. which, as the name suggests, is, is supporting startups. Um, there's a wonderfully uh, labeled project called Accelerating Leadership and Productivity in High Ambition SMEs, okay. which, which, if you take it as an acronym, says ALPHAs. That, that's much easier. Yeah, that's a little snappier. <laughs> yeah, and that's all. We, and most of these are projects that we partner with other organizations like Wenta, University of Bedford, and in the case of Alphas, also the Open University. Okay. Uh, We've been working with University of Bedford on a project called Time to Grow, uh, which essentially gives those uh, businesses that participate with that access to uh, academic involvement, uh, basically expertise to help them grow their business. And and then with our... uh, LEP partner now, SEMLEP, uh, there's a project called Growth Curve. So those are funded, in some cases, still funded by the European Regional Development Fund. Oh, really? Okay. And from my understanding of how that financial uh, arrangement works, we will possibly still have that source of funding going on for many years after the actual involvement and membership of the EU. Oh, that's interesting. So that's something that will still be kind of open and, and Northlands businesses will still be eligible for moving forward, yeah? Yeah, essentially, yes. Okay. 
Want to add to that anything, Charlotte? Uh, no, there's plenty of opportunities for, for businesses to be supported. And then the other side of it is that uh, we, through COVID, we've been running a series of webinars, okay. partnering up with academics uh, on all sorts of topics and also uh, organisations across the county. We've had such sessions as cybersecurity through to ones that we've done with wellbeing, with public health um, and the industry-led forums, which you're very well aware of, Ben, that have been of course, yeah. a long while in the county, have still run their now a virtual event. Okay. Um, this morning, we've got uh, the Health, Safety and Wellbeing Forum, a meeting with Environmental Health uh, and Public Health Northamptonshire to talk about best ways to, to work with them on, on various things. Okay. Uh, but they're still there to, to help uh, organisations in the county. And then we've also been looking at our Big Ideas Fund, which uh, runs twice a year. That'll be reopened in September to okay. allow organisations across the county up to £5,000 to work with academics or our resources at the university. So we've really been trying to be out there supporting the business community as much as we can. Sure. Okay. And how have you found the experience of, of pivoting some of those kind of support mechanisms in that COVID environment and, you know, having to switch like the forums to, um, to, to online and stuff like that? And I guess not actually physically being able to get out and go and see businesses and maybe get that kind of understanding that you perhaps would sometimes go in and spend in time with guys in their own kind of environment. How have you kind of found that as, as kind of a, a provider of these services? Uh, it, it's it's been, oh, do, you, do you want to jump in, Paul? Sorry. I was, sorry, I was just going to say, it, it's, it's taken a bit of adjustment, I've got, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, effectively, I think Charlotte would agree that the the attendance and, uh, you know, there's a sort of a certain Zoom fatigue builds in. Where, but it has, in general, where, where we have engaged, it's been particularly effective. Okay. Um, I'd, I'm, I think I mentioned earlier that we've been working quite closely with some of the local governments. We're doing projects both with East North Hants. Okay. Uh, that would have a direct relevance to the Nain Valley. Absolutely, yeah. And I uh, hope I pronounced that correctly, by the way. Oh, we're uh, not going to open that can of worms. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also in parallel with that, or, or maybe in, following that experience, we've also established a, a similar relationship with South North Hants, okay. where the university is the gateway. We, clients who've been referred of from the respective councils for business support, okay. call our gateway number. We perform a triage, a, a needs analysis, and then based on that needs analysis, make ref, make referrals to the appropriate signpost them, as it were, okay. to relevant uh, uh, support organisations. Sure. And tell me, how have you um, kind of found that what, what kind of issues have you noticed predominantly a lot of businesses reporting into that triage service with? And tell me, have you noticed some of those inquiries and issues kind of changing and evolving as the situation has progressed through the year? Um, I think funding and finance is clearly the highest priority most of okay. those people pick up the phone for. Sure. Uh, but as, as you probably know yourself, in applying for any kind of funding, how consistent is your business planning? How, how, how much research have you already done? Because, in fact, in fairness to the local authorities who've been distributing the various uh, grants that the government has uh, put out there, they've done a fairly effective job of getting it out there. Now those, those pots of money are, shall we say, reaching, there, reaching the end. Um, there aren't as many things available, so then they have to go looking for uh, more, more effective not effective is the wrong word. Sorry, just just more okay. <laughs> sources of, of funding. And therefore, uh, one of the things I try to help my clients when I'm working with them is how 
consistent, how effective, how convincing is your business plan? Mm-hmm. And uh, working with them to basically have a business plan that's relatively succinct that can be used to persuade sources of funding and also help them guide their business. Okay. So that's become a, a, a common theme, working with them to get the business plan. And in fairness, the, the, there are no cons- the, there's there's no common denominator other than what I've just said about the funding elements okay. uh, across these businesses. I've just prior to this call, I had a quick look at the twenty plus or thirty plus businesses that we've been looking at in the last few uh, weeks with the local government programs. Okay, and I can There's very little commonality across. Oh, really? There's a wide wide range of uh, everything from a hairdressers, painters, plumbers, pubs, a uh, lady who wants to upcycle uh, furniture, okay. um, plus social enterprises. Oh, and there's a massage therapist contacted me last week. Okay. That was a business inquiry. <laughs> uh, I tend to work with some of the bigger businesses. And certainly in the beginning, there was very much a need for the information. How should they be operating, etc. And they just wanted to talk to others to share that best practice. Okay. Um, and we worked quite closely with Public Health Northamptonshire, putting together uh, weekly updates around well-being, looking after your employees. Um, and that's been so popular that last week when I was on annual leave, I actually got a number of emails going, well, why haven't you sent this out? It's Wednesday. Where oh, is it? Really? So oh, you painted yourself support. into a corner there, haven't yeah. you? So we know the support is really welcomed. And that's why it's been really good to work with partners to get the message across to help uh, companies and employees with all of the questions that are out around this. And I'd certainly echo Paul's comments. I mean, I've had all sorts of questions thrown to me from at the beginning around finance, funding, cybersecurity, to now it's about posters and leaflets, uh, companies looking to, to discuss what the, the new future will look like, the new sure. way of working, what will it be like. Uh, and then people saying, well, where's the schedule for events for the autumn? And I'm going, well, we've, we've, we've quietened off over the summer because you're all supposed to be having a break. But there's yeah. now an appetite to look at this new way of connecting up. Certainly, I run a sustainability forum and we met recently. Okay. And quite a few of the organisations were saying that they'd saved so many millions of pounds as an organisation worldwide because there was no uh, additional flights, etc. So they were looking at this as potentially be um, a new way of working for them. Um, so I think things will be changing quite a lot, but people do still want to be able to meet with people, talk to people and look at the ways that they can share best practice and be supported. Okay, that's really interesting that there's that real appetite already for people kind of getting prepared and uh, I suppose making sure they're ready for, for any kind of rainy day down the line. Okay. Have you guys um, kind of noticed uh, kind of a, a lot of people starting to think about the idea of, of kind of putting their own businesses together? How have you found the interest in that kind of pre-startup phase and guys trying to assess their options and, and see maybe if it is something that's, that's a, a, perhaps a plan B for moving forward? Oh, yeah. I mean, across the, as I say, just looking at the East North Hans one, which was the one that I'd <coughs> kept the most closest to my statistics on in the last few weeks. Um, a good proportion of them are people who are doing one kind of job. There's one lady who I mentioned, did I mention upcycling furniture? Yes. Yeah. Well, she, she was working, she's working as an admin okay. uh, assistant in some business, basically doing clerical work and now wants to basically start her upcycling business in a garden shed. Okay. Which will then grow into maybe a bigger premises. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and, and there's somebody else that contacted me that is looking at prospectively of being made redundant. Uh, and setting up a business as a result because, sure. you know, timing is, you know, well, why not? Because, 
you know, if they can do it and they're, they've got the energy and the inclination and motivation, uh, then it may be as good a time as any. Yeah. One of the things you can say about this pandemic, it's kind of equalized across the board because uh, yeah. we're all in the same boat. Yeah, it's been a bit of a field level, hasn't it, I think, for a yeah. lot of people, yeah. Uh, with that in mind, with in, on that landscape of you know perhaps things changing very rapidly and things being a little bit more kind of equalised, what would you guys say have been some of your kind of notable success stories or your you know your shining examples of people that have you know really made a good kind of fist of the situation this year and, and kind of flourished in uh, in tough times? Ooh, we're only twenty weeks into it. Um, <laughs> Uh, it certainly seems to me from from where I've been kind of sitting and obviously I'm plugged into kind of a whole bunch of businesses and networks and stuff locally. And it definitely seems like there have been certain kind of businesses locally that have definitely kind of grown and done well through this year. You know, it, it's been it seems like they've kind of seen an opportunity and kind of really taken it and run with it. I just wondered if there were any particular kind of examples or anything that had caught your guys eye really. Um. There's been quite a few that have had uh, that ha- that saw uh, possible opportunities and were really flexible, such as that it's been an ice cream company that used to do uh, ice cream for weddings and then did home delivery uh, mm-hmm. comfort packs for everybody. There's been a number that have looked at how flexible they could be and and done really well. There's a couple who've uh, if there's something that's online to help organisations. There's a couple of networking events that have uh, groups that have done particularly well on Nightline because they've changed their format, et cetera. Okay. I think peop- there, there are always opportunities and people that have been particularly flexible and looked at the gaps have done really well. I think Paul and I have both worked with a number. Uh, like I, I've worked with a couple of uh, people who worked in gyms who've now set them up as virtual personal trainers or then yeah. in the park and are now looking to open up now that restrictions have been lifted a little bit more uh some of we had somebody who was a health and safety consultant who was able to help companies on risk assessments okay. there's been, there's been a, it's been across the board but certainly there have been a number who were just really adaptable and flexible and really good at getting their message out because one of the things that we has come across time and time again from companies that are organizations that have started themselves up is how do you get your message across sure. there is no yeah. normal networking so how do you spread that word so mm. that's something that we've been talking to people about online methods linkedin going to online networking groups but i think that's one of the things that people really need to to find out as much as they can about to, because how else do you spread the word yeah yeah we, i mean in 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 the some of the we're we're planning some webinars as we go into the autumn and of course part of the focus would be about marketing and uh, social media and how to promote yourself in the assuming that you're not necessarily back up to full strength face to face it was interesting reflecting on a couple of my clients uh, one of them was an electrician an electrical contractor another was a plumber okay. uh, and when I spoke to them about two months ago when they first contacted me two or three months ago uh, I've got to say they were verging on being depressed things right. weren't great now they've now they've effectively experienced a bit of a, a let up, um, and I tried to contact them for some feedback last week. Too busy, oh, really? incredibly, okay. incredibly busy because yeah. there's a there's a backlog of work that's that's flowing through, and it will take sure. a good, good few months before that evens out. So that's a positive. Okay. Um, and as I say, there are people who definitely start. There's a guy in uh, in South North Answers starting a bespoke tailoring system. Okay. Uh, He's, but I said, well, how are you managing at the moment? Well, I'm an HGV driver. <laughs> okay, that's an <laughs> so, interesting pivot. So, yeah, I, I, 
you know, the, the, these are just opportunities with, you know, the imagine, you know, you're limited by your own imagination and opportunity. You can't, you don't just dive in and go, I've got this great idea when in fact it maybe isn't such a great idea. And what we try to do in our conversations with people in the pre-start and early stage of their business is to take them through the practicalities of what they need to do yeah. and make sure they've done the homework, done doing the business planning. I'm always an eternal optimist with my clients. I'm never in a position of going, that's really such a daft idea because it may not be. Uh, what do I know? But to that would be them, a really interesting approach. Paul Smith, the no-nonsense business advisor. No, 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 mate. That's a rubbish idea. Just knock yeah, it on yeah. the head right now. Yeah, well, I can't see me ever doing that, <laughs> Ben. <can't. laughs> obviously, just to, um, to to kind of circle back, obviously slightly, we mentioned a minute ago some of the uh, the kind of the smaller businesses that might have fallen through some cracks. Do you think, obviously, to, to the point you've just made, do you think it was easier for those businesses to make kind of pivots and be much more flexible this year? Do you think it was harder for kind of bigger, more established businesses to be able to kind of retool and, and kind of refocus on the fly? Uh, it may just be a factor of how many members of staff that you've got and how, many, sure. how big your operation is. If, you've, if you're running a business which has got four, five, six, 10, 15 people working for you, they're doing a day job, which they consider you, you making one sort of widget and you want to change to doing something else. That isn't such an easy pivot. If you're, no. if you're a one-man band uh, or you're doing something in one, your career is taking you down one path and you see an opportunity to do something else, that's flexibility wise uh, agility wise much much easier to contend with okay uh, do you think that agility and that ability to be kind of fleet of foot is going to continue to be important for the next kind of foreseeable period i think it's always important i mean even for bigger companies to have some degree of flexibility in how they approach their client you know their customers their sure. markets <clears throat> bigger companies uh expand by finding new markets new places to sell and deliver their products and services sure uh but so the flip but i think it will just from the small to well, certainly the micro and pre pre-start stage having a good uh, flexibility and agility is a is a is a is a key factor Okay. It is. And being able to look ahead and look at what you think might be coming and have one idea, but then being able to adapt it is something that's that's always been needed for businesses. I think looking at potential innovations, keeping that keeping your customer happy uh, works for everybody, no matter how you do it, because otherwise, sadly, you're not going to be upfront uh, and in your customer's eyes in the first place. No. Okay. And um, so tell me both, obviously, with one eye on kind of looking forward, as you kind of alluded to at the, a moment ago, Charlotte, um, what do you think the key areas and, and kind of items for attention are for businesses right now? Where do you think businesses should be kind of dedicating some time and attention to, to kind of preparing for the future at the moment? Well, let me give you some of the themes that have come out of the, the recent meetings that we've had. So uh, one is uh, around employee well-being, okay. uh, because also managing teams as well is quite an interesting one because we're all diverse. How do you manage people over Zoom? Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's a big theme that's coming out. Uh, for the logistics sector, we've got Christmas coming up. And as you'll know, it gets a little bit busy. So it's looking at that peak recruitment. How do you manage it? Passing on messages to employees as well. We've certainly, with the Manufacturing Forum, they're looking a lot uh, around research. How can you adapt? The other subject that's looming as well is Brexit, another controversial topic as well that's been sure. put on the back foot that companies need to prepare for. And also, we're having a lot of conversations around skills and 
upskilling. We've all certainly become um, IT masters over the <laughs> Yeah, well, we've had to, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. yeah. But what other skills do we need for remote working, looking at how we can get best uses in our companies? So recently we did, uh, Manufacturing Forum did some joint sessions uh, with uh, Warwick Manufacturing Group around sensors and how can you remotely monitor your manufacturing uh, sites so that you can look at the data coming out of it. You maybe don't need so many people physically at that machine, but you can look at the data to increase productivity. There's a lot of topics coming up and certainly we've got a packed schedule in terms of some of the webinars that we're doing what we bring in in academic expertise but certainly i think things change month by month that they're just some of the key headlines but give it another six weeks and i think we'll be looking at a whole new level of topics (laughs) yeah well at least the murder hornets was one topic that didn't hang around too long this year they seem to arrive and read the room at least and go okay we'll come back later you guys are clearly busy (laughs) and how about you paul on the the kind of the startup and the the pre-startup um kind of side of things obviously um as charlotte alluded to the bigger businesses have all got uh, their own kind of set of areas that they need to be kind of focusing on perhaps to, to kind of future-proof themselves a little bit. How does that kind of vary as you kind of move down the scale to perhaps the slightly smaller, kind of more compact businesses? Well, I think it, the timescale is shorter. I mean, sure. yeah, Christmas is on the horizon, but they're not. And, and in fairness, some of the retail uh, business, businesses in the retail sector may be thinking about uh, – because uh, their supply chain as well. There's a sort of a where people are buying things in in order for them to resell. Uh, so there's a bit of plan, but it's it's all about survival, I think, in some respects with the with the pre-start and, and startup phase. That's simple. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> basically, and part of what our, our mantra is to, is to have a business plan that you can rely on, that you can that's meaningful. Um, you know, I've told, I usually tell my clients, I'm not a fan of templates because people just fill in business plan templates and there's like ticking boxes. Yeah. <laughs> to have a document, have some means, a narrative which describes what they're doing, how they're going to do it, and and to market more effectively because there's the LinkedIn gets mentioned. People still, people use Facebook, any more forms of social media to basically say, here I am, here's yeah. what I do. Uh, Come and talk to me, or rather, come and connect with me. <laughs> yeah, come and yeah, that's the one. Come and connect with me. Be part of my network. Oh, it drives me yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, and also there's a fair degree of spam and and, and stuff fishing uh, sure. with a pH fishing uh, out, out there, which is irritating because you know there are there are obviously less than nice people that are less than nice out there, but, <laughs> yeah. but in the majority. And everybody that I deal with certainly uh, is is uh, expresses things the future in the degree of it's, you've got to look up you know it's yeah. uh, you can look up and look forward Does that makes sense no absolutely yeah and actually that uh, that topic of connecting with you is uh, a very nice segue into uh, to perhaps a nice little wrap up for the uh, for the end of our conversation as well actually I wonder if you uh, want to have a kind of a quick run through the best ways for people to, to to kind of connect and engage with you guys within the university and to to find out a little bit more about how they can uh, to access some of those services well the gateway and accessing the stuff that I've been talking about Best way is through email business underscore support at northampton.ac.uk and or telephoning 01604 892328. Uh, that brings you through to the, the gateway function, which at the moment is 90% of the time they're speaking to me, so I'm not sure if that's a problem. Uh, 
but and we're we're as I say we offer as I say that initial triage, initial discussion, and or signposting to any or all of the services that we've been we've both been talking about. Okay. And alternatively, you can drop me an email at charlotte.patrick at northampton.ac.uk and I can uh, give you the latest list of our webinars, the forums, uh, talk about knowledge exchange and anything else that we've currently got running. Nice. And you mentioned you've got some webinars kind of being scheduled and stuff at the moment. What kind of topics have you got uh, lined up for people to be able to uh, dial in and find out a little bit more about? Uh, well, Paul's got the business startup uh, WebExes. I don't know if you want to update on those, Paul. Yeah, uh, well, starting from the basic, uh, is it for me? Uh, you know, do you really want to be self-employed? Uh, <laughs> through, through talking through the, uh, um, the essentials, which is, I've made the decision. I want to be. I want to start my business, but how do I go about doing it? Whether I'm going okay. to be a sole trader or a limited company, uh, business planning, basic business planning, uh, basic marketing, uh, <clears throat> and then moving through to more detailed stuff uh, on social media. And uh, future planning, uh, you know, one of the pro- one of the f- ideas we try to die. One of the topics we try to focus on is here. You are. You've just started your business, but let's talk about something that what life's going to be like in two or three years' time. That's a difficult concept to get across under the present pandemic. However, the basic principle is if you do some planning now, anticipating what you're going to need, whether you're going to be hiring staff, whether you're going to have to have special contracts with overseas suppliers and so on and so forth having that level and we talk them through the level of detail a lot of it is practical pragmatic stuff sure so i suppose maybe the stuff that you maybe hadn't considered or even thought of when you were kind of sat at home thinking oh i've got a great idea for a business yeah exactly yeah i've got some experience of that i find myself going oh i didn't know that about three times a day so i know how that one goes Um, and then certainly the forums are meeting up, discussing topics that people raise in. We'll still have our three weekly sessions where we join up with public health. We're having some uh, around looking at signs of stress in your colleagues, what are the signs to look out for, how you can support them. Okay. Be some more ones around cybersecurity. Another one that we're looking at putting on with Crime Stoppers is around modern day slavery. A whole wide variety of topics that will be taking place in the autumn um, and have a look at at our Eventbrite page and also just connect with us and we'll be able to tell you what we've got putting on. Perfect. Well, it sounds like you'll have plenty to be catching up with people about and uh, yeah, hopefully it sounds like you guys will be continuing to be pretty busy for the uh, the foreseeable future by the sounds of it. Yeah, we forgot to really add a a respect. A lot of what we've been talking about is actually on the university website and various updates to the website as we're going out okay. because we're, we're the, that's work in progress being upgraded as we speak but essentially we'll carry a lot more it's very rich in content okay. in terms of what's available and, and various options within both dealing with the university as an academic institution or the business support element uh, that we've been talking to about this morning Perfect. Well, we'll be sure to put a link to uh, to all of those various uh, kind of the gateway page and the university page and everything else all in the show notes and stuff. So people on their phones and whatnot can uh, can click straight through to it. So hopefully that will point a few people through in your direction as well. Well, listen, really appreciate uh, both of your time this morning. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, great to see you both again. It's uh, It's been a little while. I've, although I'll tell you what, it's been a little while since I've seen anybody <laughs> in yeah. reality. Um, but yeah, no, definitely been a little while. But uh, yeah, really, uh, really glad to hear both of you were uh, doing well out there and uh, yeah keeping busy long may it continue with a bit of luck thank yeah. you for your time catch up soon all, right, all, right, all, right, all the best mate bye bye
Well, that's our show for this week. We hope you found it useful. Indeed, so do be sure to visit the University of Northampton website and their social media channels as well for all the information and opportunities to engage with the team over there. We'll be sure to add all the relevant information in the show notes below. That's right, and in the meantime, we'll be back real soon with another episode. Before then, don't forget you can find more on all of the business support materials and resources available to businesses across the Nen Valley by visiting our dedicated menu site. Head on over to find that information at nenvalley.net. And please don't forget that you can also connect with us over on social media as well. So look for us at at underscore Nen Valley on Twitter, at Nen Valley on Instagram, and search for River Nen on Facebook. For now though, take care of yourselves and indeed each other out there, wherever you're listening to us. Stay safe and we'll look forward to you joining us back here next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.